Hello and welcome to the Dash Podcast. I am your host, Trey Gamage, and I'm so excited to come back again today because I have a guest with me, Mr. Jeff Nargis of the Teach Better Team. Teach Better Team has been around for over five years and they do some amazing things, including the creation of the Grid Method. So we're excited to talk to Jeff today and everything that's going on in the Teach Better community. But before we get started, I absolutely have to point your direction to TreyGamers.com so you can subscribe to the podcast where we feature educators like Jeff every week who are solving problems for school communities. And while you're there, you can also take a look at our adult SEL coaching program and SEL implementation support. But without further ado, man, we've got a lot to cover today, and I want to introduce you to our friend, Mr. Jeff. How are you doing today, sir? Uh, Trey, I'm doing awesome. I am pumped to be here. I'm honored to be here. Really appreciate it, man. Excited to, excited to just talk and have a good conversation, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, I, I started following your podcast probably five or six months ago um, at this point, and, and just, I'm absolutely in love with your energy with between you and your co-host, Ray, and your team member, Ray. Um, and then everything you guys do on the Teach Better website and in the community. Can I can I just zoom out real quick and um, like what what is the Teach Better team and what what is TeachBetter.com? What do y'all do? So so the Teach Better team, we are just a a, a collection of I, I say group. I think I'm gonna start saying collection of of educators who are, are trying to work together to to build community, to provide resources, to help other educators teach better. Um, at the same time, that allows us to also continue to teach better. And the whole, the teach better comes from this idea that it's not about teaching perfect. There's no such thing. And it's not that you're not already amazing and you're not already awesome, but it's how can we be better, just a little better today than we were yesterday and a little better tomorrow than we were today. And that's sort of, you know, what everything we do comes with that mindset and everything we do is always built around how can we do our part and helping educators to be just a little bit better today uh, for their students. Yeah. That, I, and you know what? I love that so much. When I was in college, we, we, I, well, I guess I don't hail from Ohio, but you're in Ohio. I see you used to teach at Kent State as well. I went to Miami, Ohio. And one time we had John and Jim Harbaugh come visit campus, you know, John Harbaugh, excuse me. Yeah. John Harbaugh went to Miami as well. And uh, they said that they, they said you have to grow, one percent each day that's all it takes and that compounds mm -hmm. into being like 37 times the person you were over the course of a year um so that like that just a little bit better every day makes a big difference and i, I do so like jeff you you've never been an educator you know and i think that's pretty cool you have a, a, a big background in business and marketing um hosting programs and events and i feel like you kind of put together a, a conglomerate like an education conglomerate you guys do professional development you have webinars you have a podcast phenomenal mastery chats like how did you get into education and this wasn't like your your trained career path if you will yeah so well one ray will yell at me if i say that i'm not an educator uh because because she always yells at me right. when i say that that i am a teacher just not the same path so I, i've never been a you know never been a classroom uh teacher i was a uh, i was a uh, adjunctive professor over at kent state university for a couple of years that's a really interesting story uh, i actually have i actually am a three-time college dropout um it just was not the right fit for me i had a lot of other things that i was trying to do with my life uh um as sort of serendipitous serendipitous as it was when I originally enrolled in college, it was for education. I wanted to be a teacher. 
um, and, and things just, I had other things that were pulling me in other directions. I was playing in, in bands and chasing a music career. Um, I had businesses in my mind that I wanted to start and I've always had sort of this uh, uncontrollable urge to start businesses. So I've started a lot of businesses over the last uh, 20 years or so of my life um, in a wide variety of things. I've also done a lot of random uh, you know, jobs and had a lot of uh, different uh, career paths that I sort of touched on here and there, which I think all sort of kind of come together to allow me to, to play the part that I play in this team. So uh, how we kind of got here, I don't do well at short. So I'm trying to kind of cut around some of the corners to save. So this isn't a four hour podcast, but mm-hmm. um, you know, essentially at, at one point I ended up uh, starting a independent record label uh, where I, I managed in uh, managed music artists and bands and uh, did recording contracts. And one of the bands that I managed was actually had a drummer in it named Chad Ostrowski, uh, who is, uh, you know, now he's the creator of the good method. He was a drummer. I managed his band. Uh, after that, mm. that uh, after I shut that down, after his band broke up, you know, he became an educator, a teacher, um, and I started an online marketing firm uh, and started working with businesses on web design, social media, SEO, content marketing. And then during that time, Chad created uh, what we now call the grid method. He came to me after a lot of people in his district started to take notice and ask questions and want more information. And he was really getting like, he was getting stopped in the hallways with questions. Mm-hmm. So his thought was, what if I create an ebook and put it up and then they can go get it for there. So he called me and uh, the story that I we kind of tell that's the, you know, with amongst the team is that after he got done, telling me what it had done, not only for his students and for him as a teacher, but also for him as a father and as a, as a husband, uh, I looked at him and I said, dude, we're not just doing an ebook. Uh, I said, you know, we have to share this with more people. And so we kind of combined, you know, his knowledge and experience in education with my knowledge and experience of not only starting and operating businesses, but also, you know, building teams, managing teams, uh, web web design and everything like that. And we, we, it was a really nice balance between the two of us. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as things grow, we've brought in a lot of amazing uh, people that have really uh, filled in all the gaps that we had and, and make us look good, honestly. So. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really that's a special journey. I know we've had a chance to kind of talk about it a little bit, but I'm getting more pieces of the puzzle. Um, You know, every time I talk to you, I'm learning more. I mean, there's there's something to be said about chasing and tackling your dreams. And particularly in education, when we talk about modeling, I mean, that's that's really just inspiring. You know, and I think, it. you know, without even saying it, it's embodied within your website and within your work. You're a go getter for sure. And your whole team is a go-getter. And so I, I appreciate Ray as well. Shout out to Ray for, for making sure that you do consider yourself as an educator because you're teaching. You're teaching um, in so many ways and in a lot of different capacities. You know, when you when you were a child, because you said you wanted to be a teacher, you wanted to start a band, do you feel like you're at a place where you are doing what you love right now? Or are you still are you still thinking about more? I know there's always more with the Teach Better team, but like what's... Yeah, what's going on? What's next? I I, I feel like that I am where I'm supposed to be. I, it's it's been interesting. I've always had, and if anyone who's known me since you know high school and beyond um, knows that Jeff's always got a lot of things going on. I always had multiple things going on because yeah. I never knew what was going to be the thing, what was going to be the thing. This is the first thing that made me say, okay, all these other things need to stop. Mm-hmm. All these other things are done. This is where I'm supposed to be. Um, I, I really believe all the other things I've done have 
been preparing me to try to play the role that I'm playing right now. I have a whole lot more that we're going to do, but it's all around this now. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, it's a combination of, um, I enjoy the work. Um, I love work and I love what we do. I, I actually don't, I don't enjoy not being in it. I don't enjoy not working. Um, I, I, I just, I'm one of those people that I love working long days. I love yeah. working, you know, over the weekend. Anytime I get, this is what I like to do. And that's a great thing. I love that. I, I, I'm so uh, happy and, and fortunate about to, to have that. But I also, it's what we're doing is impacting people positively. It's, yeah. it's impacting students positively. And we are seeing results from all over the world positive results from the work that we're doing and that's a combination now of something i've always wanted to do which is have an impact on people leave an impact on people's lives and really love what i'm doing i get to do both of it right now so i i feel like this is where i was, I was supposed to end up mm-hmm. um it's just i just took a long route and a weird way to get here that's <laughs> that's really what it is i mean patience is the virtue you know i think it was um Someone told me Picasso said that you should go underground for 10 years and, and hide and work and build and your craft. And when you come back, you'll be a master and an expert. So I feel like you you just got all your pieces of the puzzle and you put them together. Because I mean, um, and when I said, you know, kind of your your career path kind of resembles Teach Better because there's just so much that you all do. So it's not like you're just doing one thing with Teach Better. I feel like you mm-hmm. really hit on every component of how to teach better. You've got courses and and the cool thing is that most of your information is free you know or a lot of the information is free from your blog the master chats the administrator chats you know why is it that that things are like you just you just want to help you just want to serve you know how do you um how do you decide what educators need or know what they need and i guess the the more specific question is what is teachers favorite and most helpful tool that you have on teachbetter.com? Well, that's, uh, so, so, so the answer to the first part of that is how do we decide we listen? Um, we are constantly listening and talking to people and talking to people that are, that are connected to us, that aren't connected to us, that are saying nice things about us, that are not saying nice things about us, whoever we can talk to to learn what it is that we should be doing next. And that kind of, that mm-hmm. we've done that since day one. That's kind of what's, what we've allowed to, We've, we've listened to the business and listened to, therefore listened to our audience and our network to tell us what we got to do next. Yeah. Um, definitely. I mean, the most popular thing is, is I think for still, you know, the grid method, that's where everything started. Uh, it actually used to be the grid method.com. Everything was at the grid method. That was the only thing. That's just what it was. Yeah. But from listening, what we listened to early on is that the grid method is a pretty big shift for a lot of educators. So early on we listened to, okay, we need to break it down. We need to go. Mm. So what, is, one of the, what are the best practices that are embedded mm. in this? All right, we need to talk about teachers to just talk about you know scaffolding their their assessments, just talk about aligning uh, more originally or aligning better to their standards. We need to just talk about standards based uh, grading and standards based instruction versus the entire package. We need to just touch on pieces of master learning that led to all these other little pieces, um, and then you know it all came around. It all comes it all comes out into a bunch of different things, and like you mentioned, a lot of things that we have going on. Uh, but I still think as we look out and as we, you know, we talk to people and we, we see where they come to us from and what they're getting from us, the grid method is definitely still the, I, I, I always joke that it's, it's like our Big Mac. It's what most people know us for, right. uh, what most people think of right away. It may not be, you know, it's typically not the only thing, but it is a lot of times the thing that brings people in. And it's one of the big things. It's also one of the big things that we see 
massive impact from mm -hmm. uh, as far as our, our ability to impact students. So, um, and, and the grid method, so you mentioned that's a teaching philosophy or a classroom philosophy that has really spread. Can you break down the grid method for us and you know, what, what does it entail? Yeah, so, so the way I like to describe it is that the grid method is a framework. It's a framework for utilizing uh, uh, personalized, self-paced mastery learning in a classroom. And the reason I use a framework is because it's not a curriculum, it's not a textbook. It works with any curriculum. We've seen it work in, in, in every, every grade level, every subject matter, even into the, the collegiate level. Um, and we literally, we've never found anything that doesn't work with it. So it's a framework because it is more of a, a shift of how we, how we view teaching and also how we and our students view uh, learning and growing. And it, it's the, the easiest way to kind of describe it is that it's a shift from this idea of time in the seat and completion of task to mastery of content and understanding mm -hmm. of of what it is that we're trying to, to get. So the grid method walks through, you know, a grid as we call it, is a, is it can be thought of as, as essentially like the learning path for your students. And a grid is typically going to be it's similar like what you do for a, a unit of learning, right? So it might be a, a two or three week thing or up to four week. Yeah. Um, and, but the grid is going to allow your students to move at their own pace and then move through what we call learning opportunities, which is just another uh, wording for the activities that they are doing in order to gain the knowledge and then, uh, show and assess their their growth and get the feedback and learn. Um, and the big difference is that they move at their own pace. So students don't move on until they prove mastery to you. And there's mm -hmm. a bunch of different ways in which they can do that. And that's up to the teachers and we work with them on that. But they don't move on until they, they, they are ready to so that they have the foundational knowledge. Because what, what has happened for so long is that a, a student may develop a gap, let's say a you know, gap in math in right. first or second grade. But if we just move them on because they attended class and they did work but they haven't actually gained the knowledge, there, there's a gap for them. That never gets filled. By the time they get to sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth grade, they're, they're in trouble. Now we've got a tenth grader who's reading at a second grade level because there was a gap for them and we never filled it. And we've seen teachers uh, literally take a classroom for the kids that are actually the kids that are supposed to be, you know, quote unquote, behind, struggling, reading at a lower level. And when they just give them a little more time and they work with them individually and they can fill those gaps, they exceed expectations Yeah, almost, I mean, every time. So, so the grid method is a, is a, is a framework that allows a lot of the best practices that allow those things to happen to be put in place. And, uh, and that's like, we work with uh, teachers, what, you know, a lot of the training that we provide when we partner with districts and we work with them, it is, all right, how do you create these grids? Right. And then how do we, and then also the second piece is how do I run this and how do I manage this in my classroom with all the students moving at different uh, paces, doing different things, all that type of stuff. How do I do this? And the big shift is, is shifting the mindset of, a, of an educator, of a teacher from the no longer being the deliverer of content, rather now being the facilitator of, yeah. of learning. Um, and it's a big shift. And so that's what we do. A lot of times when we partner with a school or a district, it's a three to five year plan. We, we roll it out very slowly. Um, and very focused on, on working out the individual uh, differences and unique properties of that school district, of that school building, of that population, of those teachers to make it work for them. And that's really where I think we find our, our niche and our, really, our skill and our abilities, our ability to go in there and personalize the training that we yeah. do for our schools and for our, our teachers as well. Mm -hmm. Do you feel, 
I mean, there's just so much in there. I mean, so you obviously started off with Chad using it, but now mm -hmm. the grid method has been in over 35 states, 250 districts, and 5 million students. My goodness. I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot in, in just over, what, five years? Yeah, that's our, our estimate of, of what we're impacting based on the, the, the feedback that we get. Now, we, we know that there are a lot of teachers out there, and I don't know whether it's 15 more teachers or 15,000 more teachers or what mm. that, that use the method that just have never come to us for it because they didn't right. need us. Right. And, you know, you touched on earlier about being free. You know, when Chad and I started this, I, he, I'm like, I, we, we're going to give it all away. Yeah, And I said, like, I want to build a platform with a free online course and enough content so that someone could come learn about the grid method and effectively implement it in his or her class without us. Mm -hmm. And Chad was a little confused at first. He told he's you know, he <laughs> champions this thought process now. And the thought process behind that is that if we do that well enough, when someone needs help or additional support, they will come to us. And then that's how yeah. we go. Because we, we, we made a decision early on. We didn't want to build our business off of trying to take the little bit of money that is our that's that's in teachers pockets um right now but we would, we would gladly take it from a district right because that money is meant for yeah. things like this right the the money that districts get from the state is meant for helping to grow things so we we really try to position ourselves that way mm -hmm. is that so, is that how things work a lot of times if teachers come to you will they will they submit um, invoice or submit whatever the cost is to their district or their school? Yeah, typically. I mean, the majority of the work that we do really is is, is being hired by the district. Uh, and we get brought into either, whether it's a one-off, you know, training, you know, one or two day workshop, or if it's a full, you know, we're actually doing an implementation process with them. You know, we're hired by the district. A lot of times how that happens is that a teacher or, or a lot of times it's, you know, one teacher and then that turns into four or five and that turns into 10 that, that you know connected with us via you know maybe a master chat listen to the podcast found the website took an online course and they've started to run the grid method and it starts to do well and then the the you know admin team notices and says hey i think we'd like to take this to you know the entire building or the entire grade level or entire district however they're looking at it and that's where we come in uh now with covid and with the switch to virtual you know we you know we were doing some most of our work in person and now we've had a switch so that's yeah allowed us to open up so now we have many more teachers uh invested in themselves by coming mm -hmm. to it but a lot of them are also submitting to submit to their districts and, and districts are you know you know, we work with them to however they need to go about that payment process through po's and stuff like that so uh it's it's a combination but the majority of what we do is it's usually submitted through the district if we're not already like hired directly from them or yeah, by them that makes sense that that makes that makes a lot of sense and um you know I, that's that's admirable as well because it's you, you know you don't want to we we already don't uh, treat teachers how they need to be treated so it, it just doesn't make sense to overcharge teachers as well when we're already um, underpaid if you will you know I, I always have to ask about social emotional learning that's a place where my heart is really kind of falling into as well and so I hear some components of SEL in the grid method and in a lot of um, what you're doing with Teach Better. And from, um, you know, from really supporting that youth voice and engagement and building a supportive school and classroom climates, do you, do you intentionally put SEL or even adult SEL into your programs? Is that something that just kind of happens with the curriculum or is that something that's more explicitly stated in your curriculum? We, we do intentionally put it in there um, and, we, and, we'll, and we'll continue learning. We're continually learning and trying to grow and trying to 
continue to be even more intentional about how we put it in place. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Hans Apple, you know, came came onto the team um, uh, a couple months ago, and you know, his book Awoken and Culture has come out. He's a big SEL guy, and we really turned to him a lot with making sure that we are touching on those pieces that we are paying attention to that just in case we're not you know maybe we didn't maybe we weren't as intentional as we could have been or we missed an opportunity to embed it and so we really do drive that we do train in on seo with with uh, districts uh when that's something that they they feel they need help on and we're the right right fit for that um there are a lot of pieces built into the grid method um with that and a lot of the other things that we do uh, but we also do you know just straight uh, you know actual sel training as well mm -hmm. in, in culture and stuff too yeah that's a uh, you know, I'm with you. And I know, I know you're, you know, you're such a champion of SEL and, and helping others with that. And that's something that we really believe in as well, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, I think a lot of people miss the boat sometimes. A lot of times people see it as an, an add-on or I don't have mm -hmm. time for, but it, it is something that should be embedded. It, it's not an and or, it's and then, you know, and again, or and more um, that you have. I had a, a guest on Episode 151, Maurice Elias, he said, SEL is to education as the alphabet is to reading. You can't really have one without the other. So I, I certainly appreciate um, that piece of your work, too, is in, in making sure that you're, you're integrating SEL. If I can, I, I, and I don't know if I'm going to credit, I don't know if it was Hans or Jennifer Apple, so I'm going to give credit to Jennifer, said, SEL is not one more thing on your plate. It is the plate. I hadn't heard the alphabet one, but that's awesome from Marisa that it, it's the same, it's the same concept, right? Like, yeah. cause you need to play it first to fill up everything else. Well, you also, you need the alphabet before you could say it, you can build any words. So it's the same thing. Yeah. You have to have that SEL or none of the other stuff that you put in, none of those other things, like they, they, they either won't work or they won't work nearly as well. So the grid method is great, but if you don't build it off of the, the S, if you don't have the SEL in place first, it doesn't work nearly as well. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, like, you know, so much of, you know, when you're building, when you're putting new systems and routines in place, when you're giving students ownership, when you're allowing them to have control over their learning, their social emotional learning is crucial and your relationships yeah. with them are crucial. Uh, so absolutely. So I, I love that. It's not, it's not one more thing you play. It's, it's the play. I'm going to, again, I'm going to give that to Jennifer. I think it was Jennifer who said it, but, I'm, Hans, I'm sorry if it was you. That's a smart move. That's a smart move to give, give the credit to. <laughs> I, I know. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, can, I can see that. You're, you're a smart man. Um, tell. Can you tell me a little bit about your conference that's coming up? Um, I'm not sure if it's going to already be done by the time this episode is out or not. But I'm I'm guessing it's a it's an annual conference. What's the Teach Better conference like? Yeah. So the Teach Better conference was uh, another instance of. A bad idea turned great. <laughs> it was, uh, we all joked that like, we used to joke that 2019 was a year that we decided to bite off more than we could chew. And mm. I think now 2020 is that year as well. So I'm not sure. I think it's just all the time. No, it was something we, we, we had talked about it. Um, you know, I've, I have in my, my past lives, I put on, you know, I put on a music conference. I helped put on, mm. you know, an international parkour event out in Vegas. I've done, a, and I've done a million, I, I, I had a, a division on my record label. We put on 150 shows a year obviously smaller than a conference wow. but still like constantly doing promotions and working that so chad and i knew at some like we, we we knew that we'd probably do those types of things at some point maybe uh, uh the team you know kind of pushed us in pushed us more like hey let's do it now we, we built uh, a little bit of a, a brand we can do this so we decided to do it last this past november 2019 um 
We kept it small intentionally. It went incredible. We had uh, just shy of 300 educators from 23 different states mm-hmm. come in for two days to Akron, Ohio. We had 96 sessions across those two days with some amazing uh, presenters um, and just incredible topics. So we weren't sure going into that whether we were going to do another one. Mm-hmm. But after day one, we're like, yeah, we're going to do another one. We don't have a choice now. Uh, so 2020 is scheduled for October 2nd, 3rd in Akron, Ohio. Again, we're, we, we've got a, a little bit bigger venue so we can go a little bit bigger, but we like keeping it small because we want it to be an intimate right. experience. We really focus on the relationship building, the uh, the connections that are made. We're actually doing a, uh, a free live uh, virtual event on July 14th, which is our, our uh, Teach Better 20 uh, networking kickoff. So this is the event we are going to we're going to have a session to breakouts via zoom but the, mm. the event is really meant to it was a brainchild of, of ray and then dr neil gupta and they were talking about how a lot of people get nervous about going to conferences because they don't know anyone and they uh, we don't want we don't want anyone to walk in a teach better 2020 and not see familiar faces so yeah. this july 14th virtual event is all about seeing those faces so that when you come out in october you're like oh yeah that's right we had that session together yeah we talked we did those things i know you we connected i i now feel just better here i'm more comfortable now i'm going to learn more mm-hmm. uh, so everything's at teachbetterconference.com the virtual events at teachbetterconference.com slash kickoff 2020 uh that's free uh the event is the, the everything's open for the registration for the conference we're waiting for uh we're, we're still obviously looking a little bit at you know what's going on with covid what's going on yeah. with uh you know restrictions and stuff so we are playing the safe we can we're putting things in place and um, we're going to be notifying you know, speakers and stuff at the end of July and, and going, it's going to be a blast. So, um, mm-hmm. we, it's, it's, it's a good time. I'm, 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 a, I'm excited talking about it right now. I'm getting pumped up for it again. So, I mean, I can, I can tell there's, there's some really, you have a, a very diverse group of educators that are coming to be featured speakers. Um, I, I think I met Dr. E, Valerie, Dr. Valerie Camille Jones at, um, at the Ron Clark Academy. Peace Sloan mm-hmm. Joseph lives down here in, South Carolina, um, you know, I've, I've seen, I, and I'm actually kind of confused because some of the people, I don't know if I've seen because they've been on your podcast or because they've been other places. So I think that's that's a really cool collection and it's everything from instructional coaches to math teachers, um, edumats, I, I believe, um, YouTubing. So you've got a, a, just a really wide variety of people that are coming in to join you guys. So that's really awesome. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to make sure we, we do our part to promote and get a few extra folks to sign up too. I appreciate that. Yeah. We try to keep it very diverse and, and the big thing for us is we, we love, we love the idea of also being maybe the first conference that an educator stood up and shared their story with outside of maybe their district, right? The first time they got to mm. present, like we love that. So that was a big piece of it too. We love that we have first time presenters there with rock stars like Dr. Camille Jones and, and, and Matt Miller. And, yeah. and you mentioned P. Sloan, shout out to P. Sloan if she's listening. Uh, she was amazing. She came up last year and we're so pumped to have her back. And just a, such a wide variety of different people, like you said, from different positions and different experiences and different vantage points. And I think that's what makes it great and what made it such a good time last time. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, what I think is really cool right now and, and something that uh, you guys really embody as well is just being the teacherpreneurs, you know, and, and so many teachers are building their own brand. And if, if schools and the state or the country isn't going to you know, pay us for what we deserve, um, teachers are finding their own way and educators are finding their own way to really make the impact they want to make and ultimately the lifestyle that they want to have. What is what 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 are your thoughts on teacher entrepreneurship? Oh, I love. I talk all the time how 
I think uh, teachers are are awesome entrepreneurs. They're set up for it. They already have mm-hmm. so many of the same characteristics, and uh, and I I love it. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of it's it can be dangerous to mention an idea you have around me because I'm gonna <laughs> hold you accountable. I'm gonna try and help you to figure it out and and, and take off with it. But I love seeing it. I think um, I think in in today's world with what we have in technology, I mean, it doesn't matter what teacher or or mm-hmm. garbage man or doctor or or whatever like anyone can start a side hustle it's so easy to start something that you're passionate about and potentially make just a little extra on the side to help whether that's to help you know pay off debt whether to help get a bigger house whether to help for an extra Mm -hmm. um uh you know vacation or just to help you get by like you you have the ability to do that and and i think so much of it is if you if you're passionate about something you want to share something you want to create something like you can go do it now we we, there we have the tools now we have the ability to do it. So I love, I love teachers who like to, to start something, especially, you know, if it's something that they're trying to do to, um, to help others be better. I think that's and yeah. it's just awesome. So. I agree. I agree. I think it's, I think it's great. You know, and I, I feel like we've covered so much and there's still so much that we can talk about. We could probably, like you said, four hours, we could probably be on here going back and forth. Is there, <laughs> is there one thing that we haven't talked about yet that you, that you think that we need to discuss before ending this episode? You know, I don't think so. I, <laughs> I'm trying to think, I, I'm like, what all did we talk about? We talked about a lot, you know, our, yeah. I, you know, I think we touched on, on the majority of things. Like you said, I think when you and I could sit here and talk forever, we did, uh, after you hosted uh, Master Chat and we we did the live video after we stopped, we talked for another forty minutes just just, just talk back and forth. I think we yeah. could and I and I love to, but uh, no, I think we touched on everything, man. I hope I hope people are getting something away, uh, taking something away from this. Um, well, how about you know you're right. I think we did cover everything in that mastery chat. Is a good point. We didn't bring that part up. The mastery mm-hmm. chats and the administrator chats. So I hadn't heard of them, the mastery chats, and actually I had got invited to one before with another. Um, company, they were doing the master chat. I didn't know what I was doing. They were like, you know, go here at six o'clock. I'm like, is there a link I'm supposed to do? Is it a log on? Is it a video? I didn't know what that mastery chat on Twitter was like. So can you just kind of break down what, what your mastery chat is like? Cause it trends. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you're talking about Twitter chats, which are essentially just, you know, Twitter chat is just a, essentially a agreed upon or a scheduled time that we're all going to get on Twitter and meet around a a specific hashtag and there's a million of them in education there's you know hashtag t lab for teach like a pirate hash up lead lead like a pirate lead up chat uh you name it you go ours just happens to be hashtag mastery chat uh so every thursday night at 8 p.m eastern time uh we all get on twitter and, and you follow the hashtag hashtag mastery chat mm-hmm. uh and so you know you get on twitter you search that you look for the latest which is going to give you a feed of anyone using that hashtag and you know, we have moderators, typically they're a guest moderator. Occasionally it's us, you know, one of us from the team and typically six, sometimes seven questions throughout the hour from eight to nine, uh, that'll be put out. Uh, so for example, you know, when Trey, when you did it, it was, a, you know, there was a, a image that you put out plus the text. Now you went, you took it a step further and put out a video, but usually it's a, uh, an image and, and then a, a text and it's a question. And, and if you want to participate, you tweet out your answer by using, you know, a one for answer one. A2, so on and so forth, and you just use the hashtag. And what it does is just creates a a, uh, a forum, essentially, a feed for you to have conversations with a, a, other educators around the topic of the night. And uh, I love it because we get educators, you know, from all over the world coming in and 
and talking and learning and growing and having fun and connecting. And there's always little side conversations that, that go and stuff. And it's just a blast. And then we always do a, a, a live recap afterwards. We go live on all the social media plat- platforms, uh, ideally with the host, the, the guest moderator. We just talk about how the chat went and we talk mm-hmm. about some of the questions and some of the topic and stuff. And it's, it's a blast. Uh, everything's at teachbetter.com slash mastery chat. We have, you know, we put up the questions there ahead of time and um, we put the, the recaps on there as well on the video on YouTube, but uh, it's a blast. We've been doing it for about three. Oh, I think we're, we just hit three years this, oh, this wow. month. Um, and it's been, it's been a really fun ride. So. Yeah, I, I absolutely enjoyed it. I had a blast and, you know, I was still, I think I was still responding to people probably a week after. I bet. <laughs> you know, it was, it was, it was really cool in a way to engage in, like even for me, it was a way I met so many educators from mm-hmm. doing that mastery chat. You know, everybody that retweeted followed me, and I got to follow them back. And um, it was it, it just felt good to um, be able to communicate, especially in a time where, um, again, hopefully we're out of quarantine by the time this episode comes out. But <laughs> not being able to have that physical interaction to be able to, to yeah. communicate socially was was really cool. So. Um, Jeff, man, I, I appreciate your time so much. You, you're, a, you're a joy to talk to. You're a, a lot of energy um, and inspiring with everything you say, man. Um, so I appreciate your time today. Any final quote or, or, or words or thoughts before we take off? No, man. I just hope anyone listening is is doing what they love and and enjoying what they do and finding that passion, that that joy in whatever it is that you get to do. I think the important part is to focus on what you get to do, not that you have to do it. You get to work with kids um, or whether you work with kids or work with adults or whatever you get to do, you get to do that every day. And I hope you enjoy it. And I hope if you, if you, if you aren't already, I'd love to connect. I'm at Jeff Gargas on, on Twitter. I would love to chat with you and, and get to know you. So I appreciate you, Trey. I really appreciate what you do with this podcast and, and the fact that you thought that I was worthy to come on it, man. That means a lot. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and maybe we'll need to have you on again here too. I, I'd also say, Jeff, to you know, you guys go to teachbetter.com and also sign up for that conference, teachbetterconference.com as well. I'm going to be signing up, um, maybe not for the conference. I'll be stuck in South Carolina at the time. Maybe, maybe I'll be able to make it up. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll see if I can do my part to make it up. If not, that networking um, event maybe maybe just as fun. So we appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you again, Jeff, for coming. If you like this episode, share it. If you're looking to teach better, you absolutely know the man in the company, the group um, that will help you do that just a little bit each day. Of course, go to TreyGammage.com so you can subscribe to the podcast and learn more about adult SEL. And we'll see you next time. This is The Dash.